0: Hi, my name is Donna Liu. I'm the Executive Director of the University Channel at Princeton University. Thank you very much for having me here today. Um, Rick Prelinger might have described himself as a recovering archivist. I have to describe myself as a recovering television news journalist um, with CNN for many, many years. and. As a news producer, I had the privilege of talking to many, many people who have given a lot of thought and research to solving the problems of the world, and I would have very long discussions with them and it would all be on tape, and then very tragically I would come back into the newsroom and throw away about 95% of what they said. Um, so I was um, fortunate enough to be offered a teaching fellowship at Princeton, and um, it came at a time when the uh, new media was changing all of the concepts that we old media people had about delivering news and information to the public. Um, I came to Princeton, uh, there are lots of fantastic lectures at Princeton, I figured, I found out a lot of them were being taped um, and that Princeton wasn't, uh, was, was streaming some of them on the web, but that's um, about as far as it went and I thought uh, we are reaching an age where if you simply lowered the barriers of production, you could admit all this great new content, Um, and then if you lowered the barriers of distribution, you could deliver it back out to a much uh, broader public than was ever possible before. Um, So the University Channel is a uh, consortium, of public policy schools, many of them have these uh, public affairs lectures. Many of them tape them for archival purposes. And as I started calling around to other universities, I discovered that many of them did not have uh, channels of distribution. Now, this is changing very quickly with the advent of podcasts and all of that. Many universities are doing it on their own, but. It seemed worthwhile still to pursue a curated collection of lectures on public and international affairs, full unedited lectures with the live audience, uh, the questions from peers, uh, you know, pre-selected by the universities themselves, so that all of the uh, issues of who is doing the gatekeeping, uh, which is what a lot of institutions of journalism, use as justification for their editorial policies is taken up now by universities. Um, The concept is very simple it's essentially a blog. Um, The most recent lectures are on the top. Uh, They are given to us to host either depending on whether it was just taped as audio or whether it was taped as audio or, or video but I'll take a multi-formatted example just to show you. <clears throat> we asked the universities to contribute in the highest resolution possible because I think unlike a lot of video online projects we also distribute through the internet to television stations uh, for full-blown rebroadcast. and. Um, this was definitely not possible back in my days at CNN because I, you know, I still remember in 1989 when the man walked in front of the tank. If, if any of you remember that image, uh, we had that image on videotape. Uh, the only way to feed the videotape out of China in those days, you had to go through a central Chinese TV, CCTV. And of course, they weren't gonna let us feed the image. So we, we fed we, we had the, the video, but you could not transmit video over a regular phone line in those days except pixel by pixel. So we took one image and we fed it pixel by pixel over a phone line and it was received at CNN Atlanta. It took uh, two minutes for the entire image, single still image to feed and our anchors found the story so compelling that they were actually talking about it as the image was unfolding on the screen live. Well, now we are feeding to these access stations, many of whom are, you know, these are municipal community educational access stations, don't have tremendous resources. Some of them still have only dial-up connections, and yet they can FTP an hour and a half program um, and then convert it to whatever their playback format is and put it out to a local television audience. And we do not ignore the television audience, even though we do have a large online <coughs> audience, but I still feel that the television audience is uh, significant, particularly when you're aiming for overseas distribution. Um, so, so we are committed to maintaining our programming in as high uh, original resolution as possible. Our archives are in high resolution. MPEG-2, and this is useful for not only television stations, but the uh, new IPTV, uh, you know, television over the internet protocol. Um, A lot of universities are using this in recognition of the fact that more students bring laptops to universities than bring TVs. They are uh, deploying regular broadcast channels over their IP network so that students can watch TV on their laptops and the university channel is there. And in uh, collaboration with campus EAI, uh, reaching a potential 40 million within the EDU domain, not only in the United States, but but overseas. So uh, our distribution is simple. We take one, you know, give us your digital file and we will transcode the, the podcast audience uh, our, our typical lecture is downloaded perhaps 3,000 times. Uh, I feel like, you know, compared to uh, Skype and Google here, I feel like the David following Goliath. But um, I think the uh, I think we I'm very heartened by by evidence of who those people are. We have you know about 15% from overseas, 10% from the edu domain, and those are the statistics. But I know that a lot of um, people link uh, to our site from WebCT and, and Blackboard. So it's being used as educational materials. We've had K through 12 closed circuit people asking us for the uh, high resolution MPEG-2 programming. Um, my my dean, Dean Slaughter, uh, went to Libya recently and uh, someone came up to her and said, oh, thank you for the university channel. So things like that really, you know, warm my heart. Um, because we're, we are trying to reach as broad an audience as possible, and these are uh, public lectures to begin with, so uh, the uh, IP issues are greatly simplified for us. Because a lot of these people are, want to be heard, um, and uh, if they don't sign a release, then they simply don't show up. So, so we're not we're not trying to persuade professors to to. Uh, you know, let us film an entire, uh, an entire course. Um, when Apple uh, unveiled the video iPod, we deployed the um, MPEG-4 format. And with all of the new formats that come up, I mean, I'm reminded, you know, I'm old enough to remember the television feed rooms in remote capitals around the world where you had a whole bank of um, you know, outlets to suit all the different formats and all the the, the different machinery um, that that foreign news crews might bring in, and I, I feel actually we're we're somewhat in the same in the same field now. Only we're deal we're dealing with codecs and and, and you know lines of code and um, uh, the goal is the same. The goal is to get the the content out to uh, to the public. Now. Uh, a lot of these universities uh, who have joined us, um, there's no, uh, it's, it's completely uh, non-exclusive distribution. Uh, we're distributing under Creative Commons um, with attribution, non-derivative uh, licenses, the one we chose. And um, a lot of the schools uh, have all this material on their own websites, and that is uh, fine, that is good. Um, But I think we uh, provide the additional value of having a single go-to spot for the discussion of public and international affairs. And so, for example, uh, Stephen Bosworth, uh, who is the Dean of Fletcher, might be speaking at LBJ uh, in Texas. And uh, everyone benefits from the fact that uh, all these schools are providing their material to a common place, so that the uh, much broader discussions, say of events in uh, Iraq, uh, you know, climate change, et cetera, are, are accessible from a single search. Um, and that is pretty much it. Thank you.